welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I am the founder of Virtually Done. It makes me so happy that you're here listening to these episodes. So please do feel free to tag me on social media and let me know what you think. I really hope you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can implement into your business. So let's dive in. As soon as I knew I was going to start this podcast, I knew I had to get Christina on. So Christina is a money expert and CFO, and she helps entrepreneurs get their finances in order so that they can profitably scale with more cash. And Christina is great because she's so down to earth, so easy to chat to, and she makes all of those finance worries that we often have when we're starting and growing our businesses feel manageable. So I hope you love this episode. She's going to introduce herself, and I hope you enjoy everything that we chat about. I am Christina Christoforou. I run and am the founder of CMNC Associates, which is a financial agency. So what I essentially do is I work with business owners. I bridge the gap between business owner and accountant, and I look to manage the financial operations of businesses that are going through rapid growth. There has been a huge gap between this, like I've seen over many, many years. I'm a UK qualified accountant with nearly 20 years experience. So, and I've worked for like multi-million pound businesses, helping them scale their business further. I essentially look at their financial people systems and processes and look to create them a hub that grows with their business and to increase the financial wealth of their business. Amazing. I do have to say, before I came across you on Instagram, which was a long time ago, I didn't know people like you existed. I thought it was like the business, the accountant, that was it. So do you get a lot of people coming to you being like, hey, are you an accountant? Or hey, what do you do? Do you have that question a lot? Yeah, all the time. Like, I think so many people still don't understand what I actually do. And it's really, really hard to explain because unless you've had the problem of needing me, you don't. I'm a bit like Nanny McVee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, unless you need me, you don't want me. Um, and, and so there's that real kind of educational aspect of teaching people that there is another opportunity like there is another kind of resource out there um and a lot of people see that I'm a qualified accountant and will come to me and be like oh do you do I love like your content do you do your tax returns and then I say no and they're like but what do you do and so it's then trying to explain to them about that but when people do need me they 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 spot me very easily and they then really kind of gravitate towards me um because they've been in a position where like stuff has gone bad essentially and so they know that they need this kind of financial expertise so let's use me as an example I've just hit seven figures we can hope right (laughs) and then I'm like okay I have my accountant things feel a bit messy I think I need you where do you fit in like what do you come in and do like give me an example of how you would help me yeah sure so if you've got to seven figures, even before you've got there is like uh, an opportunity of where I'm kind of really trying to focus my market at the moment. Um, but essentially, when you've got to seven figures, that means your team have grown. You no longer have time to be kind of really plugged into 
the finances, you're essentially out there as the CEO, either getting the clients in, doing that kind of um, a marketing or you're trying to manage all of the people within your business. So some of the seven figure businesses that I've worked with, you know, they have like, I know 20 or 30, 40 people in their business. And yet they maybe have like a bookkeeper and then they obviously have an external accountant. And what happens is that an external accountant, it's not their job to provide the business kind of growth strategies or identify areas that they need to improve. Their, their role is essentially to make sure that the tax is calculated and that, you know, sometimes they provide bookkeeping or things like that, and that the end of year accounts are filed. However, there's a real, like, a big kind of gap in between what the bookkeeper does and what the accountant will um, uh, kind of um, submit. They don't necessarily check things because you've got your own internal person. So they assume that you're doing all the checking. And this is a fundamental things that businesses miss. And so they're filing accounts and they're paying tax. It's not actually right because, you know, there's a bookkeeper and it's nothing against the bookkeepers or it's nothing against the accountants. It's just a miscommunication. No one understands what each other are doing. And so what I essentially come in is I'm there, I mentor your bookkeeper, I'm looking at the business from a growth strategy point of view, looking at areas where there's potential risks or potential opportunities that we can explore and looking to go in, okay, so this is where you are right now. In 12 to 18 months time, you want to have doubled in turnover, right? How are we going to do that? What people do we need to do that? What systems do we need to make that easy? And what processes do we need? Because as your business grows, in order to um, effectively leverage the people in your business, you need to have processes that they understand their responsibilities and what they can do rather than you being the bottleneck of the person that has to say yes or no to things all the time. So I essentially come in, manage the financial operations, communicate with all of the finance people that you need, whether that be an accountant, an auditor, a bookkeeper, um, raising cash for investments, anything like that. I'm that person because I can speak in both lingos. Amazing. And I do have to say, when I first met you, I didn't get it. Now I get it. <laughs> like I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Everyone needs a you. <laughs> so like off that, is there a reason that you do what you do instead of, for example, just being an accountant? Yeah, so essentially I have, I've always been like a very, um, I've always been a really nosy person. So, you know, when I was uh, working, so from the age of 16, I've worked with these kind of really big businesses and I, you know, they would always try and pigeonhole you. So, okay, like when I started, I was like the accounts junior. So back then, which was like 20 years ago, it was like opening and closing like client files. So instead of using a system, we would like have stamps of stuff and like that. So proper old school. Um, and I was just so nosy. Like with the people that were in my team, I'd be like, so like, what are you doing? And like, can you show me how to do that? And oh, do you want me to help you? And I was always really kind of looking at ways to make things better. And, you know, I'm, I've always been, I guess, a bit of a problem solver at heart and like a systems kind of fanatic. I'm like, well, why should I do something that a system can do for me and do it much better and much more efficient? And so throughout my whole career, I essentially within the legal market got, um, 
recognized a lot with a lot of firms of being this kind of person that come in revamped team so you know often when businesses um their finance team would always be seen as like this it was always very like low morale um kind of like essentially the finance team the clients of the finance team are the business owners and there was always this real kind of disconnect between them so I would come in and I'd be like okay well what systems can we put in place to make like your job so much easier and then that would essentially lift the spirits of the finance team which made their productivity so much better which made their kind of uh, we could then really identify like their strengths and where they really want to flourish and which obviously massively impacts the business and the profitability of it. And I got to, you know, I wanted to be finance director. I got to finance director and was like, actually, this is really rubbish. I don't want to be finance director of one company. Um, and so I started on my own to basically bridge this gap and to be able to, I just saw that there were so many businesses that you know, at the multi-million pound level. So the businesses that I worked for generated like maybe 80, 100 million a year in revenue. And they had like the resources to hire the people and experts that they needed um, and be willing to pay that huge amount of money. Um, and I just saw that there was a massive gap in that businesses that are like six, multi-six, seven figures, they didn't have that resource, like, like that, um, resources available to them so essentially what I wanted to do was be able to give them access to this expertise um in in the way that they could afford it so instead of paying like 120 grand a year for a CFO you can pay me you know a thousand pounds a month to do your all of your financial um operations and you know but I'm not in there full time so it's not it's not that massive cost burden you know yeah I relate to that a lot when you were saying that you're super nosy. So when I was first doing my VA work, the problem that I had was that people wanted me to just do, you know, basic admin, tick through a list of tasks. But I wanted to know more than that. I was like, okay, well, what's your email funnel like? And, and what are you launching soon? And I was in all these different areas. And then, you know, initially I used to think that the VA business and my mentoring business were completely separate. And then I realized that my VA clients wanted more strategic advice and then I was like actually I'm doing both like I didn't want to just be ticking through tasks for my clients and be like yep yeah, there you go finished I wanted to dive into the whole business and be like let's see how it's running how can we improve it and I didn't just want to do that for one person as a full-time thing I wanted to do that for lots of different businesses so I totally get that I, I think one of the questions I've been wanting to ask you is your experience in finance as a woman I guess um, not so much since I was running my own business, but when I was employed, I have worked for a very like male dominated industry. So the legal industry, which is obviously notorious for being quite old school. And, you know, a lot of the people like businesses that I worked for, you know, they never had a, a woman, a partner. I think I remember one firm or maybe two firms had a, like two women as partners of law firms and you know one of those women was of a like um black ethnicity so it was even smaller so I think it was one of those things where and all of the bosses that I had and the, the managers that I had were generally always men and it was it was always really difficult in the beginning because I think also because I look very young for my age 
I was always uh, underestimated and you know and I'm not like I'm actually I can I am actually quite a um not a timid person but like I don't go in there all guns blazing but I had to become that person to almost you know get my point across to these people because um they would just see you as another kind of like don't know just someone to do the work and I was like no I want to I want to do more like let's make this the best possible thing that we can and you know I've had things where managers have said to me oh you know it's a shame that you're never gonna like be able to earn as much as me because you're a woman and things like that which is obviously really you know hurtful and you know being I'm a very emotional person and you know I've been in situations where people have shouted at me and I've obviously got upset and I've spoken to my managers and they've said you need a thicker skin you need to stop taking things so personal and I'm like no this is not acceptable like the in my in my mind the only person that can tell me off is my dad you know and if you're not my dad then you can't tell me off so like why should I be listening to some guy that's you know arguing with me and so it has been really tough but in terms of running my own business I think it's been great um I think I probably got in there at the right time in terms of being one not one of the first female kind of like but trying to put myself out there on things like Instagram and social media um back three years ago you know finance people weren't really doing that still um and so I've probably been slightly ahead of the curve um and especially the last year where we've been in a pandemic loads more finance people have had to kind of build that courage but there's still hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and so I want to really look at encouraging those people to kind of you know step outside their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Isn't it crazy that the solution was you need to get thicker skin you need to not be as emotional rather than fixing the actual problem. Yeah yeah you know it, it was it was like it was just assumed it was like oh yeah well but this guy you know he's throwing a keyboard keyboard out the window I'm like but how is that acceptable (laughs) you know like and and it was it was the the strangest situation like the the situation that I'm talking about was I basically got told by the owner of the company to do something I did it out of respect because it was this person's um he he needed to be aware of it I cc'd him on the email He came in and went absolutely ballistic at me in front of about 100 people. Um, Like we're in an open office. I'm sitting next to him. And he literally lost lost it with me. Um, Like he was going off for about probably about 20 minutes shouting. And in the end, I just got up and walked out. But I, I, I went out the room and I cried because... It was like that. It's it's not 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 necessarily that you're like. Well, one, it was an, an an intimidation thing because this guy was massive. Like I'm only small. I'm like five foot four or something, and this guy was like well over six foot, um, and like a really like bellowing voice, and he was like like fully shouting at me, and and so you're obviously like intimidated, but then you're also at the point where you're like, well, if I argue back, he is still the owner of one like he's still a co-owner of the business he could fire me and you know you you're at in that point like you lose all sort of um confidence you know he was arguing with me about something I was like but 
I did what I'm told like you know and so yeah it really really impacted like how I, I I didn't stay there long at all um in that particular firm but yeah really impacted me and it was just like the fact that I got there no support from my managers um you know even one of the sort of female owners I went to and I told them she was like yeah I understand like it's you know but that's who he is and I'm like but Mm-hmm. that's it's not it's not acceptable <laughs> no I had almost identical situation where I was working for this company and I was a manager but this guy was the owner and he told me to do something and so I did it I was like okay yep and then it backfired and some of the partners that the company was working with didn't like it and so he put all the blame on me and he was like oh that was Gemma and then I got all of the shit and I was like being shouted at by all these different people. Everyone thought I was shit at my job. And I was like, but that wasn't me. That was him. And he didn't take any responsibility, just put the whole blame on me and pretended the conversation had never happened. And I was fuming and I cried as well because yeah. I was so, and I think the hardest thing as well is like, I was doing my job and I was trying to be the best at my job. I didn't care for arguing or being emotional. Like I wasn't trying to cause drama. I was just doing my job. And I was somehow being punished for that. And then to be told that you're not good at your job, like based on that reflection alone, like I think that's really hard because as people that are very conscientious, like and want to, like, like you know, I was finance director of that firm, and to be ridiculed in front of so many people and to be seen as like, you know, I don't know, they're questioning or you know, belittling you it's hard and you know it really really massively knocked my confidence for a long time um huge amount like massively um and you know it's a shame because essentially because of that guy I left um and they lost out on a great finance person that could have really taken them further but because they weren't willing to stand up to someone like him and back their their team and I'm sure that there are a lot of team members that are like this out there um and so as part of what I do I'm always very conscious about mentoring the finance people that I work with because I I'm always encouraging them to speak up and to you know to help them rationalize how they're thinking because it's it is really hard um I think being not just a woman I'm sure that other men experience this as well but I can only talk from my personal experience and seeing other women in the industry yeah well thank god we run our own businesses now yes and now you can help other people that might be in that same situation which is I suppose a positive of having gone through that you can take your lesson and help other people with it definitely and I think it it also kind of it builds that confidence in that listen like if we're going to work together as a, a client um consultant relationship this is how it's going to be you know like this is how I work Uh, you either accept that this is how it works or you find someone else and like you then have that real kind of choice about who you want to work with and how how you kind of set the expectations almost yeah okay so frustrations in the in the working environment talk to me about frustrations now so (laughs) I know we talked about this before, which is what kind of triggered this podcast episode because we were having a massive conversation about (laughs) this. And then we were like, oh, we should have filmed that. So we're back filming it. Um, 
so I know that there's frustration around sort of people not knowing they need you and people sort of not understanding how you come in so talk to me about that and any other frustrations that you see as somebody who is an expert and you're looking at all these people who are struggling with their finances but don't sort of know how to fix it yeah so I guess um the struggle on the first part for me is that you know it's getting that message out there. It's It's been a really hard journey to, to educate people. And obviously like I'm learning as well, you know, I'm amazing at finance and being that expertise, but running a business is hard. You know, it's a different level. And then running a business in the online space is that extra layer of hard, like difficult. Um, because, you know, when I first started my business I built up a lot of referrals I didn't have to kind of go out there and sell I didn't need to learn how to copyright I didn't need to do any of those things and you know when I even though I was showing up on social media I wasn't showing up with um, a specific you know intentional strategy behind it it was just me showing up and documenting Um, and obviously like I know that's very different now And um, so I guess it's been a huge learning curve. Like, so for me, 2020 was all about kind of really understanding the online space, how I can use it and leverage it and um, get my message out there more. Um, But it was, I guess, like, it's been a massive struggle because you know that you're an expert in what you do, but when you're not able to convey that to people, and even now I still struggle with it, um, when you're not able to convey that to people, it's really hard because you see people making mistakes so many times or like, you know, I've got a client, um, I was talking about them on my stories uh, the other day and essentially, you know, if they'd have come to me earlier, I could have saved them 40 grand that, that they've had to spend, you know, um, and it's a real shame because at, at the seven figure level, business has generally gone for, gone on for a little while, you know? So you're talking probably, I don't know, maybe three, four years in business. And so there's, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of problems that have basically happened throughout the years that you then need to go and solve. So it costs them a lot more to, to sort. Um, and I guess the struggle was just being like trying to educate people to that point that they understand, but I, I still struggle it with it now, you know, and it's, it is tough because I'm still learning and, but given what I do, it's, it's, I think it's harder as well. Like I can't, I, I find it hard to just, I can't just hire a copywriter. I have to hire a copywriter that understands and has a background in finance to really know the kind of like the benefits of what I do. Um, so that's been quite hard, a massive learning curve of, of adapting into the kind of online space and Instagram and, you know, and, and also things like TikTok. So I've done a couple of TikToks and posted them. And, you know, in a sea of people on LinkedIn, you want to be able to stand out. And there is still that element of like, you're worried about what people will say or, or whether they will judge you. Because obviously, given what I do, it's kind of like a bit, um, you know, you need a bit of professionalism, like people are giving you millions, like, like their millions to work with. And so I've always been a bit worried about kind of like posting certain content. Um, 
but I found that as I've done that content, I've attracted a different level of clients that I really, really enjoy working with that are very kind of forward thinking. So that's, that's been really, really good. I think. Yeah. I do think that it's, um, I still sometimes will do stories and I know in our online space, it's normal, right? Like if you said to me, Oh, I just filmed a TikTok," I'd be like, okay, cool. That's just the norm. But I know that outside of the online world, it's really not normal to be filming reels and TikToks and talking to your phone as you walk along the street about what you're doing with your day. It's weird, isn't it? And I sometimes forget that. And then I remember and I'm like, my friends and people I went to school with must think I'm so strange. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, you know, and that, that's been another struggle is that essentially you lose contact and connection with so many people when you run a business. Um, and, and I've also found that it's like a lot of your friends, not that they don't support you. I think it's more that they don't know how to support you Mm -hmm. or they don't take the time to understand like what you do. Like they don't, because unless you run a business, you don't know the, the importance of that connection and that, that one person that could refer you, you know, like we're in the very beginning when you're struggling with clients, like that one referral is just means the world. Like when you get your first client, you know, and I think people that haven't run a business don't realize the importance of the conversations that they have. You know, I'll talk to people um, about what I do. And they'll be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, if you know anyone, oh, yeah, no, I don't know anyone. Well, you all work for companies. You all, you know, do these things. You all have these conversations. You all have a family member. And I think that's really important. Or just sharing a post or commenting or doing something. Whereas, and it's not necessarily their fault because I think they just don't know that the importance of how it can help someone. Um, But I do, I have found that people that I've been friends with for a very very long time I'm losing that almost connection with because I have nothing in common with them anymore and you know like when you're on this entrepreneurial journey you read you want to grow you want to expand your knowledge you listen to things you know don't get me wrong everyone loves a bit of Netflix but there's only so much Netflix I can watch I like to read I like to listen to a podcast I go out walk for a walk every morning I'm very much about this kind of growth mindset, whereas a lot of my friends aren't. And that's not a bad thing. Like that's just their life. And, you know, they have children and that's that's their life. And but we're on total different spectrums, you know, which I think has been quite hard because it's a really lonely journey. Yeah, I think this is actually a really important conversation that could probably be a whole other episode by itself. But you're so right. And I think I had, you know, a set of friends before the business and I felt like I I could relate to the things that they did in their life. You know, we had things in common, things to talk about. And now the business is such a big part of, of your life, right? And I think from an outsider's perspective, people might think that's a negative, like, oh, you're consumed by your business. But when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like that. Like I love working in my business. And so I'm thinking about it all the time. I want to talk about it all the time. Like you said, I'm so focused on growth. Like if I'm not working, I'm reading, listening to a podcast, like you said, walking, doing a course, like, and that's what I love to do. I don't know anyone else in real life that has that same mindset as me. Yeah. Not a single person. And it's so hard because you just, they don't get it. 
and then I don't get it when I look at their life I'm like but don't you want to like grow and they're like why would I want to do that like I'm tired I want to watch Netflix and it's just this real disconnect I think between people who are in business and are focused on growth and progressing and all these kind of like learnings and things and then everyone else who is just not and like you said it's not necessarily a bad thing but it does definitely lead to sort of like this separation which is a kind of like an extra difficulty on top of running a business and being lonely and it's hard it is and I think it's it's one of those things when you're so inspired to do like like you say you love what you do like say do I and it's it's I think it's because it's it's a constant challenge like Mm -hmm. no day is the same you know and it brings a whole heap of struggles because it's not just about like growing a business like you say it's it's growing you in order to grow a business you know you you have to grow as a person you have to learn new skills and you know as a and this is where I think accountants um really need to change things up and I'm hoping to change it is like an accountant that runs a business isn't a business owner on paper they're a business owner but they don't run a business in the same way as you know they're not looking to you know they totally rely on referrals for instance and that is a a business like that will only grow so far and so I think there's there's that aspect to it as well as like you you know you you I, I can't understand how someone doesn't want to grow because I'm like but you've got one life you know when your children are older like what what do you want to do with your life you know and like for me, it's like, I want to retire almost or like be in that area of retirement or have the ability to retire at 40. Um, and whereas most people are going to stay in a job until they're 65. And and it's, it's really weird because obviously on a weekend, like they live for the weekends. And whereas I live for each day, you know, and it's then like, I think, I think I also see so much that of how I used to be, you know, and, and now I see how much time I wasted and distracted myself with things like TV all the time or what have you, and not necessarily educating myself because when you watch TV, like you, your brain doesn't need to think, you know, you just watch like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've sat there and watched a whole episode of something and not actually, I couldn't tell you what it was about because I've been thinking or on my phone or doing something else. And so it just feels like you're distracting yourself and your mind and wasting, wasting your, your, your life essentially. And so I find that really hard um, to, to relate to people now, which is obviously difficult because I'm then only, it's the same in, relationships you know I'm single to find somebody to to pair with I think they're going to have to be in the entrepreneurial space to really kind of to build that connection because I'm so far in it like otherwise I would have had to if I was with someone before I would have grown with them I think whereas now I think it would be really hard for me to be with somebody that um, has a job or like in a nine to five and doesn't doesn't want that kind of growth and things like that yeah and I think you see that a lot don't you with people who are running successful businesses both of them are running businesses because they need that person to relate to and I think you also see with business owners that they quite often don't have that big group of friends 
people that I went to school with, they have this massive group of friends and they see them all the time. They go out and do stuff together. Business owners that I see, we don't have that. We're at our laptops, like learning all the time. And I think that probably looks really sad from the outside, but I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. Yeah. I've, do you know what? Like I've never had that big group of friends. Mm. Like, I've never, um, I think because I started working at 16 when most of my friends went to college or uni um, I never went to uni so I never had that kind of like group of friends so when I was 16 I was hanging out with like 40 year olds um, so I've always been around those type of like a different type of person um, but like you now I have connected with so many entrepreneurial women and and men as well and like I've got the nicest amount of friends and people that I can truly call you know on the days when and we get them all like when you're literally in like you're crying because you're like what the hell am I doing wrong like what is going on like I'm doing all the things and then to have that person to go right let's scale it back let's look at things and let's put something in place you know to have that kind of connection with people um now it's just amazing like and like you say like I am probably the happiest I've ever been so back to kind of like the financial side of things one of the questions I get asked all the time which definitely isn't my area is do I need an accountant straight away because I know that a lot of people who are new to business if they've never run businesses before and always worked for somebody else this idea of being in charge of their finances and tracking their own finances is terrifying. So do you think that somebody should get an accountant straight away? Or is that something that you would say, don't do that? So obviously, like, you, you should only really and when you're starting to generate revenue is yes, I do think you should be looking at getting an accountant. I know that people want to save on money. But accountants are very qualified in what they do. There is a reason why you pay them to do your tax return because you want them to be able to claim as much as possible. And there are certain things that people don't realize. So for instance, if you have like, I don't know, um, uh, let's think, like if you've maybe made a loss in your business or so say for instance this, Basically, in your first in here in the UK, in your first year of trading, you can actually go back seven years and claim ex, uh, expenditure of seven years, up to seven years that relate to your business. People like people that aren't accountants wouldn't know that. And so they would miss out on that, whereas an accountant would know that. But the problem is, is that there's this miscommunication between the business owner and accountant. And and so that's why I'm trying to educate as much as I can. Um, I would highly recommend getting getting an accountant because like I said, there are going to be things that they can claim and um, they will advise you as, as best as possible. But if you're obviously not making any money, then you don't necessarily need to even file a return with, with HMRC. Okay. And at what point do people need to come and find you? <laughs> so, I mean... Um, I would probably say I, I tend to work with businesses that are generating 20k at least a month. Um, but I do often put stuff on my stories. I'm always about educating people. Um, so it's not just like whilst the paid services as, as at that level, 
I try to offer a lot of free content um, for people that aren't quite earning at that level yet. And, you know, I'm given the industry that I'm in, I have a lot of finance connections. So people reach out to me and like, I need an accountant. I'll ask them a few questions and then I'll direct them to an accountant that I think would be really suitable for them. Um, so I think that's quite good. So I wouldn't necessarily just think just because you're not earning £20,000 a, a month, you can't work with someone like me. I do offer, you know, I've got like kind of business starter packs or power hours and stuff like that. But it's generally like just the, the normal content that I put out there that would, I'm sure, be really useful to a lot of people. Okay, amazing. And where can people find you on Instagram? So it's just at Christina Christoforo. Um, it's just my name. Um, and that's that's basically where I do a lot of it. I'm on most of the platforms as well. So Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse, um, the new platform and uh, LinkedIn. But yeah, that, that's me. Amazing. I will get all the links and I'll put them in the notes so people can come and find you. And thank you for, thanks for rambling with me. I feel like we've just had this hour of like, it was meant to be finance, but I feel like we've covered so many things that are going to be relevant to people who are listening. I think we should do a couple more. I think there's so much more content to be put out there. Yeah, I agree. We need like monthly chats where we go live or something so that yeah, we can talk definitely. about all this stuff that people don't talk about. Definitely. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I will speak to you soon.